0: Welcome to episode 4 of I'm Here to Help. I'm your host, Eric D'Addario. And today, I have a very, very special guest with me. My mother, Jane DiDario. And today, we're going to talk about how losing her son, as I talked about on the first episode, I gave the rundown, the story of it, how this originally affected her when it first happened. And how it's affected her now. It's maybe how it's changed her life. In the way she thinks. Maybe, you know, in the way she acts. Um, or values things. So, Jane, welcome.
1: Welcome. Thank you, Eric, for having me.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. I'm excited. This is this is extra special because, you know, you're my mother. and um, Thank you for coming on on this beautiful Sunday. I know you could be outside, but you're in here with me. So, why don't you talk... And tell the listeners how it felt when I first called you. When you were on that vacation and I had told you, Mom, you know, Brendan, he's in a coma. And they just don't know if he's going to make it. You have to come home. Because I'll never forget that scream that um, I heard on the other side of the line.
1: Right, I was devastated. I, um, you, you had said that there was some slight hope and that he hadn't passed, or anything. So I knew we had to get home from our vacation. We were actually um, um, in Bermuda. Yes. And with another family, we had to pack with another family. We had to pack our things as fast as we could and try to get a flight home. And it seemed like it took us days, but it actually. We were home by probably 3 o'clock the next day. You had called us at 11 o'clock in the evening. And we did get home about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And Let me
0: let, let me start right there for a sec. That's a long time to be in a plane. You know, that's... What was going through your head? Because, as you said, it wasn't a definite. But I can remember the doctor giving me a stat of about 85 I think it was 90 percent chance he wasn't going to live. So I remember me holding on to that ten percent chance of well, okay, ten percent. But what was what were your thoughts? What were you thinking? Did you sleep at all on the plane? Were, were, were you just like were you just in that chair like get me home, let's land, get like what were you thinking?
1: So we were um, on the plane. It was me, dad, and Evan um, heading back from vacation. And I too was holding on to the hope because you had said that they said, you know, there was a slight chance that um, Brendan was going to make it. So, but I remember just complete silence. Like we we really didn't talk about it. We weren't telling um, Evan what had happened because dad and I were devastated knowing what was going on. And we knew we couldn't tell him because, um, you know, we were holding on to that hope and we didn't want him to be really upset so, on the way home, so
0: I, I, we did I, I,
1: tell him when we got home that uh, we had to head home because he was, you know, in the intensive care, and, um, but we didn't go to the extent of saying how bad he, that he was, or that you had let on that he was, so.
0: so did you, now this is the first time, I, I've ever, I, I didn't know that, uh, so is that, that's what you told him before you got on the plane, or that's when you told him when, what exactly did you tell him?
1: Well, we told him that, um, that your brother was in the hospital and that he had overdosed and, uh, that he was, um, you know, not doing well, but that we wanted to get home right away and that he had to come home with us. So, um, just, it was, a, it was like the quietest ride I can ever remember. Dad, me and, um, and Evan, I just didn't want to let on that, you know, we were really afraid and that he was in intensive care. Yeah. And, um, were you he- crying on the plane? No, I didn't um I didn't really cry too much in front of Evan. I didn't wanna let on, like I said, um, in front of Evan. So you being much. a strong girl. Plus I was being strong because I Like usual. Yeah. Thanks. Like I, usual.
0: <laughs> like usual. Yeah. She's always a yep. she's, there's oh, hope. There was hope, you know. She's there been was... my rock throughout my life. I know that. So <laughs>
1: thanks, pal. But I um I just was holding on to that hope that, you know, that that he was gonna pull through, that he was gonna make it because um as a mom you just don't want to think
0: that the worst yeah. is happening yeah so and so and then you know i can remember when you came home i'll never forget you just broke down I, I, right I, I don't know if you remember but i'll never forget in your everyone wasn't around and it was me and dad in the room and i think you shut the door and you just started bawling your eyes out like how could this happen right right so right. all right so you get home i remember you throw your things in the room you hop in the car you speed up there okay right. so now after how long of a flight
1: Oh, I think it was four hour flight.
0: Okay, so or after a different? four hour flight you land, you get home, that's probably about a four and a half hour flight. Yeah. You throw your things in the room, then you got another hour hour and a half drive to Providence, right? Right,
1: right. exactly. And so right. then
0: Right. When when you get into that room and you see yeah. your son with those tubes going down his throat and you know, he's on that like what what was your
1: Well, first when we got to to the intensive care unit there was so many people there all of his friends were outside my family members were there and um everybody was just crying and I was crying and then I went in and saw him, and it just was really tough to see him like he was just lifeless on the bed with uh tubes and down his throat and you know I just kept hoping and hoping that he would pull through so it was um it's devastating
0: I know <laughs> I know I know I know it is. I know, and I, (laughs) you know, and I appreciate you coming on here. I know it's not easy, you know, to to do this. So, you know, thank you.
1: Thanks. So I knew that uh, he'd been in um, in a coma, if you will, for at least uh, 24 hours um, because we had the flight there, and Mm -hmm. um, so because I just had hope that. you know, things were going to turn around and that he was going to come out of it because Brendan had overdosed before and he had always come out of it before. But yeah. we knew this was even, you know, this was really severe and
0: yeah. Yeah. And,
1: uh, just things were really different.
0: So I, I can remember, you know, being in the waiting room and, you know, God bless our family. If you're listening and you were there, you were friends, you were family, like, you know, that, that support that day to my mother, to me, my father, my two other brothers, like that, that that'll you know we'll never forget that for those people that were there and for those people that texted us, called us, and kept us in their prayers. You know we thank you so much because that was you know the worst day of our lives. Um, and... I remember
1: driving home from the hospital. I'm sorry, driving home from the airport and um, knowing that we had to we were going to drop Evan off because we wanted to we didn't want to take him to the hospital at Same. first. We wanted yeah. to see what was happening. And I remember getting a text from my sister Susan, and she said. I'm with him, and I didn't know that anyone in the family even knew. But she said, "I'm here. I'm with him. He's not alone." So from the time that he was had gone to the hospital and was in intensive care, he was never alone, which was
0: well, made me feel really
1: good and very well,
0: important. Remember, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When I got that call, I had a, I went up there that night. I know, right? Yeah, right. And we also had our, 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 our aunt uh, living here. So, anyways, okay. So, let's fast forward. This was a, you know, this is, and again, this may be tough to talk about, um, but this is a, a hard, this isn't a question, but a statement that the doctor said, and I just want to get your thoughts, what was going through your head, and I'll weigh in on what I thought, if you can remember what I said. Doctor comes in and says, we need to talk. You know, it's, it's me, it's you. It's dad, your boys, and he's in the room and he says to us, you know, we, we don't think he's going to make it. We don't think he's going to make it. And they want to pull the plug, right? Right. That's right. What were you thinking?
1: So um, the doctors were saying that, but I remember asking him, but is there any chance? Do you think there's a chance? And they had said they had done the EEG and that, like, there was no brain activity and yeah. and that um, they said that no, they, that there probably was no chance that he was going to make it. And then some of the people that were there um, had had ex- similar experiences with um, That's right. themselves. Most. That's right. Remember That's right. And they had said and told me that the doctors had said the same thing to his mother and his mother... Um, didn't believe it either, and she just um, said, "No, don't don't do anything. I just want to see." And Moose did come out of it. He did come out of it. So I held on to that hope that Brendan would come out of it as well. Yeah. And so I said, "No, we're not going to do anything. I believe that, you know, God is going to intervene here, and that Yeah Brendan will live."
0: You know, and even even though there was only a ten percent chance, you said, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can remember. I can remember him saying that and I said to myself, I don't give a I said to myself in my head, I don't give a crap if there's a one percent chance. If there's a half percent chance. Like if if there's any percent chance, then we're not touching him. We're gonna wait and see. Like that's how I felt I remember, right? But when he did say that, that was a it was a pretty it was a pretty big blow. Um, but I you know, I just didn't want to believe, right, that he he wasn't going to come out of it because all the people around us too were so positive and stuff, right? Right. So, um, yeah. And the, then, oh, go ahead. The
1: nursing staff, everybody was just so awesome because um, that the hospital in in Rhode Island had seen so many young kids
0: hmm. going
1: through the same exact thing, overdosing from it was fentanyl at the time, yeah, uh, mixed with the heroin, and um, they had seen so many cases of kids in the ICU, and they were just You know, this is such a devastating, you know, tragedy to have such a young kid in here and have this happening to him.
0: And, And, you know, if you're listening to this and you've gone through it, me and my mother, you know, we both know that if you've been in a similar situation, man, it physically and mentally beats the crap out of you. I can remember after this was all said and done, I can remember sleeping for probably two days straight. Because, you know, that hope, you're like in a roller coaster, you know, you get good news, and then it's bad news, and then it's good news, and then it's bad news, and your heart's pumping and stuff.
1: Mm. So,
0: you know, it just, it, it's a very, not only emotionally, but physically draining time. It is, because you're not sleeping. Exactly. Because you're worried, Because, you're... you know, that hope, that hope, right? That, right. that 4 letter word, hope, that we were all just holding on to so tight. In believing in, mm. so let's fast forward here. You know he's in there. So after after the the doctor comes in and says that, and we all say, no, let's give him a few more days, a few more days. He's gonna come out of this. I, me- I remember you remember your brother Bobby saying, you know, he's a strong kid. He's a strong kid. He's gonna come out of this, and we all believed it, mm-hmm. and we all thought it was gonna happen, and so we stayed there for days and days and you know I remember us going in there and. His
1: friends there 24-7. Yeah. had family and, you, and friends. You and,
0: patting his head. Yep. You know, and, and you know, I remember we, we put on his his favorite songs from Nirvana, and we put the headphones on, hmm. and he's listening to it and stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, let, let's talk about when there was just, there was no more hope. And.
1: Yeah, they said that they had done it, another it, EEG on him, and. He still had no brain activity and that um, they just knew that, you know, he wasn't going to make it. So, and he was only alive because of the the respirators and, mm-hmm. and the um, all the work that they were doing, you know, yeah. Yeah. IVs and yeah. respirators and medication was what was keeping him alive. So, yeah. at that point, um, Dad and I decided that we would, you know... we knew that we'd have to um, end his life and this way we would all we're going to be around him and send him off to heaven.
0: Yeah. Now that was obviously a you know pretty hard time right? Yeah. To have to make that decision. It was. Know?
1: It was not really hard. To, but to, you know obviously if he was only going to be able to stay alive with you know the machines that they were keeping him alive then yeah. there's no quality of life there at all and Brennan yeah. was such a Active, happy, fun-loving kid. This would be no quality of life for him whatsoever. So, yeah,
0: yeah. And it you know was I really can actually, the only decision. I, and I can actually remember. I can remember Evan, your youngest, you know, saying, going right on the internet after the doctor said that, and you know, looking up how some people had been on life support for 15, 20 years, and and so that's just you know how we were. We just even after we said that, even Evan some of us were like no we can't do this like you know let let's just wait a little but you know you and dad you know obviously have final say and at the end of the day you decided to do that Mm -hmm. so to uh yeah it was the right
1: decision because he he his body was yeah you know he had no brain activity his body was only breathing and heart pumping because of you know his they were giving him ivs and his you
0: know so, so, it, so this is because my next question was going to be his body wasn't functioning my next question was going to be why did you decide to do that
1: yeah his body wasn't functioning and you, it was pretty obvious by you know some of the things that you could see um, happening to him in his body and so I don't really want to get into yeah, detail yeah, of it yeah. but um, you could just see that he wasn't uh, nothing was functioning inside yeah. as his organs yeah. were starting to yeah. shut down So, yeah, so it was just the right decision to make and we wanted to be there with him when he passed, so
0: yeah. and, and uh, you know, I that's this is between you and Dad. What what was said, but if you can just kind of, you know, talk about because I remember we were allowed to. You and Dad went in. And they closed the curtain. You sat down by his bed. And you said what you said, right? I went in. I sat down, and I said what I said. If you can maybe just kind of touch on you know what you were thinking because these are basically. Your last words to your son before, you know, yep. they uh, basically I guess you could say they, they they end end his life because at that time when he had tubes going down his throat and everything and the machine he was basically considered to be alive. So you know, your th- the, if you could just touch on those thoughts and you know, um, almost not directly because again it, it's between you and dad, but that those were the that message that you gave him.
1: Yeah, I wanted I just wanted him to know I loved him and that I knew he'd struggled for so long with this addiction, this disease that he had and that um I'm glad I'm so glad that he had you know a couple of really good years um after he'd left Gosnold and um had friends and had a great life and that he'd found love and um and that I was just, you know, heartbroken that he was dying. And. All right. Go ahead. Yep. And that, uh, you know, so sad to have to let him go, but that this, this is what he would want and that I was going to miss him. And, you know, he meant the world to me. Yeah. And that I was so sorry that all this had happened to him. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah. I loved him and. You know, he'd, he'd made his mark on this earth, though, too. He yeah. made his mark.
0: He helped so many right? He helped so many people, which,
1: you know, at that hospital, we had so many people come up to us and tell us about how Brendan had saved their child's life, or people had said how, you know, how Brendan had saved their life, and that, you know, without Brendan, they wouldn't be where they were today. So.
0: That must have made you feel. That, it made, that it must made have made you feel good, yeah. You know, I'm not going to say that, you know, it makes it feel. I don't even know the words you use, a little better, you know, um, when people are coming up to you and saying that, you know, to, to, to get, shed some positive light on the situation that, you know, he had done this right. f- for their kids. And, you know, that's like, I feel like that's the ultimate compliment, mom. When, when, right. when someone says to you, you know, thank you so much. You basically saved my kid's life. Right. That's like, wow. Right. So yeah. that makes you a proud mother of him. Right. Right. So. You right.
1: Know. So when uh, all those people had so many nice things to say about him, and I knew that he had, you know, turned the corner over two years before his his passing, and he had, uh, he was helping so many others, and he just found a new life, and he was what we'd always hoped that, living the life we'd always hoped that he could, could yeah. live without yeah. drugs, and um, we just knew that his the turning point was when he had gone to Gosnold, which, you know. Came when he did pass. Why we started that
0: fund well, from Brendan? We're, we're gonna get into that at the end. Okay. We're gonna get into that at the end. I definitely wanna, I wanna talk about that because we have a big event coming up soon. So yeah, yeah. you know, I I'd, I'd like to talk about that definitely yeah. at the end. Yeah. Um, all right. So, you know, we everyone does what they gotta do. They go in the room one by one, or you know, you and Dad go in the room, or if pairs, you know, um, I I know maybe, you know, maybe his aunts and uncles went in together and they said what they had to say to him. Their last message before they pulled the plug. They pulled the plug, and we have to bury him, you know. Um, and then,
1: and I couldn't have done any of that after the, you know, after his passing without the strength of both your dad and of your my sister Susan, because she was so she was there. She she lived with me for two weeks after Brendan passed yeah, away. I remember that. She helped me with everything. I remember. that. I mean, I, I couldn't even function. Yeah. you know it's really difficult to lose a child
0: yeah no I, I i I, he's my brother so i know what it feels like to lose a brother but i have no idea what it feels like to lose a child to yep. when you you know you don't know what to do i mean when you, know, you what's see next, them you know well, I, I didn't know him on day one i was only like what uh, how old was he i was only four years older than him so i mean i didn't see him grow i didn't right so you raised him yeah it's not it's nothing compared to being to losing a brother as to losing a child because obviously you know your child is supposed to outlive you right you are not supposed to outlive your child that's
1: right so yeah
0: all right so kind of let's talk about let's talk about that for a sec if you can let's talk about you know that final day when we put him to rest right yeah so you know we get up there and evan says an unreal eulogy Um, and then actually
1: the three of you did well the three of uh, you but, did.
0: but you know one of the things I'll never forget is and I love Devin's eulogy because he started off his eulogy and he says if if my brother helped you at all in your life with anything whether it was addiction or please raise your hand and I looked around and the amount of people that raised their hands I was like wow right so that right. definitely as it did when those people came up to you and said you saved their life that right really warmed my heart um so you know we do Yuji and we go to the gravesite and then they're you know they're they're burying him what were you thinking? you know your final thoughts?
1: well you know with it's the end I mean it's the end of 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 him I mean, he's he's being you know going to be buried and with you know his grandmother and his grandfather and uncle and and that gave me some... You know, a good feeling still, but it's still the end of my baby's life. Yeah, yeah, You
0: know, yeah. it's
1: hard. It's really yeah. hard to lose a child and just to think about, you know, moving forward. What are you supposed to do?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, at times are you just like, I don't know how I'm going to go on without him? Yeah, I mean, I I
1: cried every day, Eric. You and I were like, uh, you were really, you were my, my rock too. I mean.
0: Well, you've been my rock, so, you know. <sighs> I mean,
1: I think I cried. Every We're day. We're both rocks. For months. We're hard,
0: right? We're both rocks, yeah.
1: right? <laughs> Two rocks clashing. That's right. But, uh, yeah, Dad was... I think your father was had lost his... Yes. Your father had lost his father and brother at a young age. So he had been through a devastating death in his life before. And this was my first really devastating death. Yeah. Um, with Brendan's passing. And it's such a huge loss. And you just... You know, you you look back and think, you know, so many things you wish, like maybe something you could have done or or
0: yeah. I could have
1: seen or yeah, but you know a lot of so regrets, of course, you know because, but, you know we did do everything we could with him so um,
0: yeah yeah it, it's just it, it's, a, and it's, it's like a
1: fi- it's just final to it's hard to that fi- that yeah. last day you know
0: yeah and so. and so you know your devastated, and you didn't know what you were going to do, and I remember, I remember, what's the word I use, around this house for the, for, for the the month and a half, two months after that happened, this place was like a friggin' morgue, I guess you could say, Yeah. right, we'd, yeah. we'd all wake up in the middle of the day, and be be in our sweatpants, and maybe I'd go downstairs and have a half a bagel and go back to bed for the rest of the day, right, yeah. it was, so it was pretty devastating to all of us, and you know, we were all crying, and we were just saying how, and you know, Why? Yep. But, so... Anything, you just start to yeah
1: think about him. Anything would just make you think about him, and uh, yeah. you just start crying. So, it's just...
0: And it, and so... It's a big
1: big part of you is, is gone. You just feel like nothing's going to ever fill that void. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now, I, the, the, whoever's listening, and maybe they lost somebody, I think this, this would be huge for them, right? <laughs> talk about the day. You never get over it. Yeah. But talk about the day where... It just came to you and you were like, I'm trying to think of the word, not move on. Because, again, you never move on from it. But that day where you were like, all right, it's time to get back to life. Yeah. I don't
1: I don't uh, think I can remember ever a particular day. But as I said, Dad had gone through some pretty devastating losses in uh-huh. his life. And so, I mean, I would go to work and come home and sort of almost robotic-like, um... And every day, cry about cry about him, And then it got to the point where I wanted to even just hide it from Dad because I was crying so much. But I could only, I could turn to you, and you would say, I get it, my honesty, I, hey, I, I feel the same. I love a good same. cry. I love I a good cry. I feel the same. And-
0: I'm a big crier. Hey, you want to know something? <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't know if I ever told you. I cried myself to sleep for the probably the past, what was it, three weeks maybe? Three, three and a half? Yeah. Like, you know, almost a month. Every month. Yeah, but every Dad month. would
1: always say, you know, like... um you know, we are lucky that we had them for yeah. the twenty six years yeah, that we had them, and that we have three other children who need our love and our focus. Yeah, and you have to spend time thinking about them as well. Yeah, and so I think at some point I just started, um, you know, thinking, focusing. I never lost focus on you kids, but I just wasn't focusing on, you know...
0: Us as much. I you mean, you as much. Come you on. You that, kids as much, but... Uh, and understanding. You know,
1: understanding to them that I I was, you know, asked if, you know, your younger brother ever needed to want, want to talk to anybody, like a psychologist or anybody, for, for if you wanted to go to anybody for help or mm. go seek any groups or anything, and, um, and you yourself if you wanted to, or Anthony, cool. but... If, if anybody, any of us wanted yeah. to, you know, go to see anybody to talk to. But I think, um, you know, we all sort of talked with each other a lot about how it made it, us feel. I think that's
0: huge, right? Yeah. So so sorry to interrupt you. But if you're listening and maybe you've lost somebody, don't hold those feelings that I know for me and I know for her, as a matter of fact. We would talk to each other about it, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. that 100% made us feel better. 100%. Uh, you may think, well, you know, they're not going to want to talk to me about it or they're not going to want to hear. now. Nah, just let it out. Talk to them. And I, yeah. And, and I know, know it, it made me feel better. I know that. It made me feel better when I would, you know, sit there and just, hey, mom, you know, and just start talking to you about I re- just even saying to you, I really miss him right now. Right. You know, and then you're like, you want to know something? Eric, I miss him too. Right. And then we just start and then talking. And we always start talking about and then, him. And what yeah. would <laughs> usually end up happening, times, like, we'd end up crying. Yeah. But then it's like, hey, that's a good cry, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. always good for a good cry. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, hey,
0: you know, if you got to, if you, if it makes you feel better to talk about it, talk about it. And if someone says don't, don't listen to them. Talk about it. If That's going to make you feel better. All right. So let's fast forward now. It's over three and a half years since it's happened. Right. How has it affected you now? If, you know, if at all any differently.
1: Well, I, I, uh, of course, love my family. And I think we spent quality family time together. But I think that I wish we had spent more time with Brendan. I really do. I mean, Brendan was living on the Cape. And, you know, he lived with uh, Chelsea, his girlfriend. And, you know, he had a really good thing going down there. He was really happy. And I tried to see him, like, you know, at least every two weeks, try to, you know, either go down there or have him come up here, and, but I wish, you know, that we had done more things together, you know, I wish, like, I had, you know, even to think maybe gone to some meetings with him, you know, I remember him um, asking me a few times to go to some of his um, AA meetings, you know, just, and I, I, I only went to maybe a couple, and I wish I had gone to more, and I wish you know, not that it would have probably made a difference in, in what happened in the end too, but um, I just wish in that way I we had spent more time together. And then as a family, everyone seems to always be going in all different directions with sports and um, school, girlfriends, or whatever they're doing. And I just think I love to spend time with the, my family. And I wish that we, you know, I wish that at that point we had done it more often, but I really do make the effort to do more family things now than we had done before.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Without a doubt. All right. I'm definitely... And, you know, I, I also going. think, yeah. you know, we
1: want to, you know, uh, under I. it's hard to understand, you know, someone who has a drug addiction, and um, but it's it's easier to maybe try to help.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, when they're going through it. Yeah. 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 When they're going through yeah. it. Yeah, You know, one of the things that I wish I had done Yeah. was because, as you can attest to me, and Brendan was famous for this, right? We get into fist fights and I yell at him all the time. Yeah. I'm not saying this would have worked, but I'm not saying it wouldn't have. Right. If I had just said, man, you know, let's talk for a sec, right? Right. And just try to keep a, a calm demeanor and, not not yell at him. Right. Right?
1: It's hard to live live with yeah. in a family with addiction yeah. because there's just no, so many changes definitely. that, you know, we tried to hide so much from Evan when he was young yeah. because he was young. And for him to not realize everything that was, you know, happening with his brother. And, and then eventually, you know, kids aren't dumb. Yeah. They, they can see what's yeah. happening. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. But...
0: Uh, so... You know, I'm sure, and I know you've said this to me, you know, we, if you didn't already just say it, but I'll reiterate it. You almost value family time more. Right. right? Definitely. And, and, yep. And, you know, those around you that you love, Mm -hmm. as if back in the day before this happened, maybe it was like, hey, Jane, you know, we'd love for you to come out and you'd be like, yeah, I know, you know, from, but now it's kind of like, yeah, sure. Right. Like, I'm going to do it because who knows what can happen to you. Right. Right. So that's a huge thing, too. Um, And. You and Dad are definitely more giving, a hundred percent. That was my phone. a hundred percent more giving. And I've actually noticed—I'm not gonna go deep into it—but I've actually noticed a very big difference in Dad and how he's just—you know—not to say he wasn't before, but he's even—he's even more understanding of people's struggles. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because. I think because we've lived through exactly, so much with exactly, Brendan. Like, uh, exactly. And, and there's still people out there who are just give looks. You're like, oh, my God, look, look at that person. Like, how could they do that? And I've never talked about this. I don't like to talk about it because I don't like to put myself in the spot. But now is a perfect time for a quick second. I was in Boston. And every Sunday I go and I feed the homeless by myself. It's 20 bucks, 25 bucks a week. It's not a huge deal. It's not a lot of money. And to see the smiles on those people's faces when I give them food is unreal. And that just warms my heart. And why do I do that? Because I remember Brendan talking about him living on trains and being homeless for a little bit. Right. And so that's how it's changed me. But that's not why I said it. I said it because I'll watch people walk by and they'll look. At us, like, look at you guys, like, you're the scum of the earth. And I say to myself, Man, you don't even know this guy. Like, I've been talking to this guy for 20 minutes, nicest guy ever. Said please, said thank you. And I know so many people that have money, that own houses, that don't say please, that don't say thank you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just feel like people are so quick to judge. And now that, you know, we've been through this, not to say I, I, was quick to judge or I judge, but man, it's just, I'm just, I, I, I want to give away as much money as I can, but I want to be able to survive too. Cause I want to help people. I um, mean, and that's just how I feel like everybody in this house, how it's changed us all. I mean, dad, it's just like the, the, the absolute change in dad and in, you know, in, in you, it's crazy. It, 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 it's mind blowing. You know, he, he's like, he's just so excited He's so willing to help
1: right. others right. that he don't even
0: know. Right. And now I'm gonna I'm gonna transition into the scholarship that we had, right? Because, you know, Dad's so happy to help people when they write a letter to him and they ask for money from Brendan's foundation, and he's always, it's always like, yeah, I want to do this. Well, let's I talk about
1: um, you know, what, r- what, what is let, Brendan's yeah, foundation. Yeah, let's talk now. about it. Go ahead. So, um, when Brendan was Um, in the hospital um, as you know we we had decided that we were going to um, end his life then um, it came to me with so many people around that um, we could make me turn something that was so bad into something that would be good and help others who were in the same situation as Brendan and I feel like Brendan had turned his life around when he had gone to Gosnold down in the Cape and he came out of Gosnold with um, the best that he'd ever come out. He'd been in a lot of treatment plans before, but, you know, the best that he ever was. And he actually went from there to um, several other houses, but he had such a great attitude, and he just knew what he had to do to get better, and he just um, became just such a different person. He became the son that we knew that, you know, we, without the drugs he, he could have been. He, was, he had become the person that he could have been without this You know, huge albatross around his neck. So we thought that um, we thought that uh, we're since they had made such a big change in him that we would set up a scholarship in Brendan's um, honor um, for Gosnell down in Cape Cod. And we said in lieu of flowers, please make donations in Brendan's name to the scholarship. And from there, we've just raised money every year. For it um, to help others who are struggling with addiction and you know need a, a place to go to, and when they go into Gosnell, sometimes they can't get into you know um, insurance pays for the beginning piece of it, the in-house portion, but then there's other programs that Gosnell offers that the insurance piece doesn't help, and so um, we wanted to make sure that uh, because Gosnell had helped us get Brennan into that second piece of their program and um, we just think it really made such a difference so we also um, besides raising money for it then too also um, are notified when people are you know in need of money for the scholarship you Mm. know to use the scholarship to get them into those things and they write fantastic awesome heart-wrenching Notes yeah. to Dad, you know, um, or and to the family, and and, 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 and uh, Dad's the first one to get them, and then he'll go to the, come to the family and say, you know, I've heard from Gosnold and there's a person who, and they explain the whole thing. They need to get in, and they, you know, tell them what their story is, and um, and it just feels great to decide that, you know, yeah, we want to help this person,
0: oh, you know, well, it, take it feels, the second step. It feels, excuse my language, I don't like to swear, but it feels fucking unbelievable.
1: Hey, don't swear.
0: I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but like that's just how I feel. Your listeners you listeners
1: know? don't want to hear you swear. Well, I know. I know. That's why I
0: apologize. But it's just like when 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 you read what these kids say, and and you're able to help them, right? Man, there's, then, you know, there's no there's no too? amount of money. There's no yep. amount of anything that can give you that feeling. It's unbelievable. And
1: we've actually been. Um, blessed to to meet uh, or to some of the people who have actually benefited from brendan's scholarship and have been you know a year clean two years clean um having children of their own and it's it's just awesome so and uh and these people you know just say brendan's lives on through the scholarship and continues to help people as he did when he was a sponsor and You know so so Brendan lives on in, in that way in a, in a positive way so although what happened to us was you know devastating and, and such a tragedy it it's uh, it's a great feeling to know that you know Brendan is still helping others yeah. to, to you know overcome this awful disease that's overtaking so much of the youth in America yeah.
0: and we're going to be right we're in the thick of things right now we're trying to yeah. raise money for it right yep and we have about, a, let's say, seven weeks until I do the one thing that I absolutely freaking hate. But I do it because the cause is greater than me, is greater than, than anything. And I'm willing to do the one thing that I hate to do to raise money for it. And that is we will be running in the Falmouth Road Race. Is it the 19th? Right?
1: So I think it's the 18th. Actually. So
0: August 18th and me my mother my father my brothers we have cousins we have people who have benefited from Brendan's scholarship we have people who just say like my beautiful and loving and caring and supportive girlfriend jacqueline lawless which i know she may listen to this so that's why i'd like to embarrass her but um she stepped up and said i'd love to run so we that's like you know we always look forward to that right in the summertime it's like summertime first thing i think of is august Falmouth Road Race, and we make a weekend out of it, and it's awesome. It's great. Right. Um, you know, we, we have a great time.
1: So we run the Falmouth Road Race, yes. and then the the proceeds go to the Brendan Didario Scholarship. To help kids. At Gosnell. Yes. Right. Now, to help others. What's... Exactly. Not necessarily kids. Yes. It's helped some older people as yeah, well, yeah. but, you okay, know, yep, yep, people no, that right. are struggling with addiction. Yep.
0: So Whether if, it be
1: alcohol or drugs, it doesn't have to be... Yep.
0: No, you're right. It doesn't have to be anything the, um, with addiction, right? Yep. So if you want to donate, you can go to my Instagram or you can go to my Facebook, which where I have links and click on the link and you can donate. Or if you go on my Instagram, Eric Daddario, in my profile, there's a link. You click on it and donate or you can send a check. To the Brent, write it, write it out to the Brendan Dario Scholarship Fund, and what's the address? Forty-two Tierhun
1: Tier, Drive, T-I-E-R, Falmouth, Mass.
0: Da, uh, space H-E-U-N, Falmouth, Massachusetts. If you if you type in Gosnold, you will find the address. I think it's two hundred actually. Okay. Tierhun. Okay. All right, um, but. You
1: should have told me you were going to say that because then I would have. That's right.
0: All right. So, to end here, I got a great question from somebody on Instagram. And I'd like you to weigh in on it. What would you say to someone if they're listening right now, if they've lost somebody to this disease? Whether it be a brother, whether it be a sister, whether it be a father. Whether it, you know, it be a son, yep. um, a cousin, and they were really close to them. What's the piece of advice, because you've gone through it, that mm. you would give to them?
1: I think, you know, you beat yourself up too, um, thinking that there's something that you could have done, or um, in some way you failed your, your child because you didn't, they didn't, they became drug addicts, and, and you know, there's nothing that you could do, but... The disease of addiction is something that Mm -hmm. there is nothing that unless the person wants to get help that there is that you can do and it isn't our fault that um you know i have four children and i only had one who this you know has fallen to the disease of of addiction um and passed away so um i think you should you know and i think for us it's been great to you know, do something in his honor that sort of helped us to, you know, put a positive spin on such a negative thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's actually been helpful. You know, you think about him every single day. There's, there's nothing that, you know, and then some days are worse than others. Um, the day of the race is very hard because you think so much about, you know, why, why we are actually here uh-huh. today and why we're raising money for this fund because... Yeah my son has passed away but on the other hand it's it's just a good feeling to know that what we're doing is going to benefit someone else yeah yeah
0: and you know if it didn't happen with brendan we wouldn't be talking right now right right exactly And i wouldn't have this podcast and we wouldn't be helping people
1: i think you're doing great i think this is Part of um, your therapy, 100 percent, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. You we'll know, not just out. like you said, like going down to Boston on Sundays yeah. and helping the the homeless people with eating. I think that this talking about it and yeah, definitely. like
0: uh, talking to kids, um, you know, yeah. the speaking, hundred percent. I, I definitely agree. I I will not hundred percent, and I I talk about that with people too. Definitely, you know, everyone deals with their own their own way. That's right. So That's right. Well, Ma, I can't thank you enough. You know, I I know this isn't an easy topic. To talk about nope. at any length, whether it's just a conversation for 10, 15 minutes, but we've now been on here for over 43 minutes. Wow. And, you know, I really feel like you definitely left no doors closed, everything open. Any questions I had, you were open about um, whether it was going to be emotional or not. So I can't thank you enough for that. Um, and, and I'm sure somebody listening has grabbed something from this who's lost somebody. Right. So, for that,
1: yeah. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Guys, You're welcome. tune in next Monday for episode 5 as I sit down with Courtney Sullivan, a nurse. And we're going to kind of talk more about what she's seen in her time as a nurse in the ER with overdoses with addiction. And we're going to talk a little bit about, too, about the prescription. You know, the pills and everything and um, how they affect the body and all of that. So a little switch up, a little change for episode 5. Until next time, guys, stay happy and stay healthy.